to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I am so grateful you're here. This week, we are talking all about attracting your audience. And this episode might surprise you a little bit. I'm going to give you five steps to attract your audience, and they're probably not going to be what you think they are. So tune in and buckle down, and I hope that you will take away from this some new insight into attracting your audience and growing your subscribers and growing the people um, around you so that you can take them and convert them into customers. That is in fact why we wanna grow our audience to begin with. Um, And I'm gonna get into that a little bit in number three, let's see, number three or five, I can't remember. I think it's number five. Um, So before we dive in here, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who enjoyed the 100th episode. That was a fun episode for me to create. And also for tuning in every week. I really appreciate you guys. If this is your first time here, thank you for tuning in today. And I do my best to provide you some sort of education to grow your business that will also fuel you and your passion and your purpose. Because if you're in business for any other reason, um, that is a surefire way to burn yourself out. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. So let's jump in to the five easy steps to attract your audience. And um, as I mentioned, you want to attract your audience because you don't wanna work with everyone. Um, Trust me, there are people that don't wanna work with you and that's okay. Like it's okay to embrace that and know that not everyone wants to work with you. It just makes more space for the people that do want to work with you. So number one, it's pretty, pretty simple. Be you, just be you authentically and show up as who you are. Uh, The way I show up in this podcast, for example, is exactly who I am in real life. Um, I am 100% a dork and I embrace it and I love it. (laughs) And my friends will say, yep, that's totally true. Um, But that's okay. That's who I am. And that's uh, the type of people that I attract are people that are, that just like to have fun and laugh at themselves and show up as who they are. So when I say be you, there's only one you in this world and you were created for a specific purpose and a specific reason to inspire, educate, entertain, whatever it is, specific people. And that seems like almost impossible to believe, but um, I believe that we have a creator that created each of us um, for, for that reason. And there's no one exactly like you. I don't, I have twins and let me tell you right now, They are identical twin boys. There is nothing identical about them, (laughs) nothing. Um, And having that perspective of watching them grow up and develop very different personalities and different likes, and even the way that they um, are starting to look is different as they grow up. Um, They were each put here for a different reason, a different purpose, and um, each of you is as well. And your audience is attracted to that. And so if you can get that into your head that people want to learn from you because you are you, um, it makes your life so much easier. You don't have to try and be like other people. You don't have to mimic other people. You don't have to mimic what they're doing. You can show up as you 
in all of your brilliance, in all of your wonderment, and your tribe is going to show up because you are you and you're showing up that way. It's like this little beacon of light to them and they will come because they want to be in your presence. They want to learn from you. They want to know what you know. They want to know you, um, which is why you see a lot of the gurus out there that people follow um, Oprah. I mean, Oprah attracts a very specific crowd because she shows up as who she is. There are people who don't like Oprah at all, but there are millions, probably billions of people that love her. And so um, there's no saying that you couldn't have that same kind of impact. But Oprah doesn't hide who she is. She doesn't hide behind um, a facade of what she wants people to believe. And so when you show up authentically and are who you are and who you, you are meant to be, your people will find you. Now, here's um, something you may or may not have heard before, but there really are no new ideas. There are only um, ways for us to interpret what has already been created and show up and make it our own. And so if you can get out of your own head, a lot of times I hear um, from people and I see this posted online that there's all these people doing what I do. Yes, but they will never do it exactly the way you do. And let me tell you, from personal experience, um, staying in your own way does nothing to help you. <laughs> and I was one of those people who was like, oh, everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. But you know what, nobody does it the way I do. And the minute that I started to embrace that, things started to shift. My business started to grow. I started to attract the audience that I really enjoy working with. And it was it made it easier for me to let go of people that were only taking up space and taking up my time and keeping me off track from what I really needed to do. And <clears throat> that is an ongoing process. Like you will continue to evolve and that's how it should be. And so your audience will continue to evolve with you and just be okay with that. Um, and, you know, when I when I talk about email subscribers, you know, some people are like, oh, people unsubscribed. I'm like, good. See ya. They're not the right people. Um, it's called a funnel for a reason. You want to attract as many people as possible. But then as they go through your funnel, it's going to get narrower and narrower and your audience is going to get smaller. And that's OK, because those are the people you are meant to serve. And so um, my tip number one is very simple. Just be you. Number two is this is I see this a lot. I see this with almost everyone, almost everyone. Um, they aren't clear about what they provide to their audience. And so when you're creating clarity about the solution you provide about the education you're providing about whatever it is you are going to give to them, use as few of as words as possible. They don't people don't need long descriptions and they don't need you to be cute and clever. They need you to tell them exactly what they're waiting for to hear so that they know you're their person. Um, so if you are not clear about who you serve and how you're helping them, you're not going to stand out. You're going to mix into the rest of the news feed. People are not going to stop the scroll for uh, you know, lack of a better term, they're not gonna pay attention to you. You're just gonna float into the ethers with everybody else that does what you do. Um, and it's scary to niche down and really uh, have a conversation with a specific audience. I know it is super scary and it can be confusing and it can be hard, but the sooner that you do it and the more you do it and the closer you get to that audience, the quicker you're gonna have results. 
And I have seen it again and again and again. And I have seen examples of people who have gone from like basically no audience to hundreds of thousands of people in their audience and making lots and lots of money because they were super niche down. So for example, I just listened to a podcast um, the other day because yes, I listen to podcasts just like you guys. Um, And there was a lady featured on here and she had the most unique business I have ever heard of. Her business is teaching moms, either newborn or of, um, you know, pretty small children, how to never have their children in diapers. And I I can't remember what she called it. It was like some kind of natural potty training where you just, um, you don't put your kids in diapers. And she had done the research behind, you know, uh, you know, as human beings, we don't want to be diapered and like this whole, so it was really, really interesting. And she is killing it. Now, could you be more niche down than, um, potty training without diapers? I don't think so. Like that is how narrow you can get with your niche and be super duper um, successful with that. So she very clearly has her audience in mind. It's people who don't want to, you know, um, use diapers, whether that's for ecological reasons or financial reasons or whatever it is. Um, she did the research and she got really, really clear about you know, the options and she was raised in, in a, in a world where, um, I can't remember, I think she was from the Philippines or somewhere in Asia, but, um, most people in the world, or there are a lot of people in the world who don't use diapers at all. And so she went and researched and was like, why don't they use diapers? What do they do? Like, do they just, you know, live in a hut and have their baby pooping in the hut? No, you don't want to do that. That's gross. So anyway, it was just really interesting. Um, and I use that example because it was just like, wow, if you could get that clear in your niche, there are people that are seeking you out. Like then it becomes, you are just this beacon shining because people want that and they will now know how to find you. And so, um, those people have a problem. They want to potty train without hurting the environment, without, you know, spending a lot of money on diapers. They don't want to have a diaper service. What are all of those problems that she solves? And so when she showed up, they're like, yes, please. And especially since I can do it um, without having you come to my house, like I can just do it online and I can get support and I can do all the things. So she didn't use a lot of mixed words. She was really clear about who she helps, how she helps them and then gave them the solution to purchase. So when you are really clear about that, your audience will show up and they will find you. And that is not always easy to get to. Sometimes you need a lot of help um, narrowing out that audience and your audience will continue to shift. So that's okay too. So that's tip number two is be really clear about what you offer and use as few uh, words as possible to describe what you offer because people are busy and they don't want to, uh, they don't have time to waste. They want their problem solved now. Number three, this is a good one. And this works every single time, every single time. Ask your audience what they want. If you don't have an audience, go poll people that you think would be your audience and get the information you need. Because um, when you ask them what they need, and then you deliver a solution, it it's like you're in their head. It's like they can relate to you on such a deep level because you took the time to get to know them. 90% of people that have businesses will never do this. Um, I have had clients come to me and they've spent lots and lots of money with different marketing people. Um, different marketing programs and 
I asked them to do this. I was like, well, when's the last time you surveyed their audience, your audience? And they're like, never. And I was like, and you spent how much on a marketing person? Um, because if you have a product and you don't have an audience or you don't have a, a need that needs to be s- fulfilled, you're not going to sell anything. I mean, it, you really have to get in touch with your audience and know who they are and what they're what they're struggling with and make sure that whatever product or service you're offering solves that problem. And um, I just went through this with a client and she's, she's a darling and she's brilliant, she's smart and um, she had in her head exactly what she wanted to offer. And I made her, as part of her homework, um, in our, in our, um, in our work together, go out and survey her audience. And she had a pretty good audience. Um, she actually has several different divisions and segments in her audience, which we discovered as well. But I, I said, you need to go ask them which one of these they want. And so we just did a quick survey, gave them three choices. And the one she thought that she was gonna go and create and she's gonna spend all this time creating it and building it was not what they wanted. And so that would have been a huge waste of her time. It would have been really frustrating. And ultimately, what she did create was phenomenally uh, popular, and it's going to continue to be popular. I mean, we continue to survey people and get more information um, so that we can refine our product and our service. So when you ask them what they want, you're going to save so much time, you're not going to build something people don't want, and you're going to find success quicker and faster. So go and poll your audience. If you don't have an audience, go find your people and ask them in some way. You just have to be inventive and creative um, to hunt them out and find them and start asking them from a place of service, not from a place of, I have to know. Um, So that is number three, to to find out what your people want. Number four, um, when you're wanting to grow your audience in different ways, you need to do your homework. And so there are a lot of different ways to grow your audience. There's a billion different tactics I could tell you. um, But if you are going to reach out to somebody else in hopes that getting in front of their audience will build your audience, if you don't do your homework, all you're going to do is irritate them and they will never ask you to be part of their video show, their podcast, their blog, whatever it is. I get no less than three to five requests a week to either be on the podcast or blog share. And I got one yesterday and it was so well written. They did such a great job, but you could tell one, it was a form letter, which is so annoying because they know nothing about me or my show or my audience. And two, all of the topics that they wanted to present had nothing to do with my podcast or with my audience or (laughs) anything you guys would want to know about. It was like all towards CEO tech companies. And I'm like, this was such a waste and an insult to me because I was like, you didn't bother to get to know me or my audience or any, you're just like throwing things out there, hoping somebody will ask you to be on. And um, I have run across this not only, you know, in my own email, but as I work with larger companies and their clients, um, I will have people approach me when they find out I have a podcast and say, hey, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way you need to apply and there are specific criteria and um usually my my response is i try not to be snarky but i kind of want to be is oh really how many of my episodes have you listened to and they're just like oh none and i'm like don't insult people by asking to be on their show 
or asking to be, um, you know, get in front of their audience when you don't know who their audience is and you don't know anything about what they do. So um, if you've ever wanted to be on this podcast or you've ever applied to be on the podcast, you know there's an application process and um, not everybody gets approved. Not because I am very, very cautious about what I put in front of my audience and what I share with them um, because you guys are important to me. And I don't, I don't want just people jumping on there and not being able to provide value to you to grow your business because I do know who my audience is and it's not CEO tech companies. I love you CEO tech companies, but you're not my people. Um, <clears throat> so don't waste people's time by pitching something that doesn't relate to them or their audience. Don't act like they're doing you a favor by having them on the show because um, <laughs> that you're you're not doing them a favor. They have enough people that want to be on their show or they will ask you to be on the show if that's the case. And if you are asked to be on the show, always give value. I've had people that have come on and they have, um, I've asked them to do an interview. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, they've come on and all they've done is regurgitate something that either is something they've heard somewhere else, or it just wasn't applicable, or it wasn't going to create shift or change or in any way add value to my audience. And I just couldn't use the interview. And that was kind of irritating to them. And <clears throat> unfortunately for them, they just didn't get to be put on the show. And I, I don't take that lightly. I don't ask people to be on the show lightly. However, um, I also don't take lightly what I put in front of you. And so I would ask that you have that same respect for other people if you're wanting to grow your audience with other um, venues, other podcasts, and something else that I wanna throw in here that I didn't <laughs> I didn't have in number four, but um, a perfect example is this tech company that reached out to me. And it was just very obvious that they went down the list and they're like, what podcasts can we go on? And um, if you have people do podcast research for you, you'll probably get the same kind of list. But they're just going to go and find people that are aligned in the exact category of, of where you are. So if you're in the health field, for example, you're going to get all of these, you're going to have somebody research it and they're going to, and I just had this happen. That's how I know. They're going to research it and they'll be like, here's all the health ones you can get on. Well, sometimes your best options of growing your audience are to not go to an audience that is identical to yours, but to go to an audience that is um, applicable to, you know, would need your product, but is sort of outside of the realm. So let me give you an example. I have a great client right now that um, is in the medical field and the, the list that their podcast researcher came back with was all like, you know, medical self-help that kind of thing but i know for example that one of the target audiences for this client is the um is teachers so if i was recommending and i will recommend this to him likely um for him to get on a podcast it would be anybody that uh serves teachers and i know specifically that there are many online courses that specifically serve teachers and there is no reason that his program couldn't get in front of those audiences because those audiences have teachers in their audience, but they're not, it will disrupt the norm. Um, so if, you know, as an example, you want to disrupt the norm when you're growing your audience. So um, if your target audience happens to be, um, well, we'll just keep going with teachers, teachers, but you are in the medical world, 
going outside of the medical world and going out to um, the people that also serve teachers, those complimentary audiences, um, whether it's, you know, teaching them lesson plans or teaching them um, productivity or teaching them how to manage their schedule or whatever it is, reaching out to those people who serve that same audience in a very different capacity with your new perspective of, hey, I know teachers are really hurting on in this area. Let me come on and teach them two or three things to get them through um, and help them with this one specific issue. So think about what that looks like for your audience. Um, if you're a writer, then maybe you're going out and you're looking for um, audiences that would have writers in them, but not to talk about writing. So, um, or they don't talk about writing. So for example, um, if you're a writer, maybe you would go to people that do um, branding or website development, and you would want to talk to their audience about, yeah, you know, you have this beautiful new website, but if you don't have the right copy on there, um, people will just go, oh, that's pretty, and they'll walk away, and you won't be getting any conversions. So thinking outside the box of, you know, who else can you serve? So let's do one more. If you have, a, if you're a chiropractor, and you have, um, you have a, a new, uh, chiropractic option for people that let's just say self chiropractic. They they can do chiropractic on themselves. I'm just I'm I'm really going crazy with my ideas today. But um, so you may want to reach out to audiences that would also have chiropractic, you know, clients that would use chiropractic. And so um, that could be something as simple as an acupuncturist or um, a physical therapist, or you could go like really far out there and say other people that would need chiropractic people in construction people that have construction workers as their audience need chiropractic you know why because they are on their feet all day they're living lifting heavy equipment they're um they often throw their back out they live with pain too long but you know they can do this new program self chiropractic and you can get in front of their audience and go in and give them three ways that they can self chiropractor i don't even know if that's such a thing i'm just totally making it up but um <clears throat> they can you know do some self-healing and then they're going to still need some help from you as a chiropractor but this will get them through until they can get in and make an appointment or whatever that would be but you see how i went into it giving value going after an audience that's completely different and um giving them something to walk away with. So, you know, you have value, you are going after an audience that is complimentary to yours, but you're also leaving them with a good feel about you being there. And so um, I went a little long on number four, but that it's really important that you value people's time and that you, if you're going to approach other people to help you grow your audience, that you're doing it from a way that you can benefit them and their audience, but also get in front of them. And so that is not the opportunity to sell. If you're invited to um, share your information or have people get in touch with you, leave it there. You have the opportunity to sell to them later when they get over to your website. But do not sell to people on on the podcast. It's just it's just slimy. It 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 does it makes you look bad. So um, that's number four. Enough on that. Number five. This is a this is probably the most important one of all. And that is to check in with your why. 
If you are wanting to build your audience, it's really important for you to know why you want to build your audience. And if you're making that assumption and that decision on building your audience because you want to be like so-and-so, you want to have as many people in your audience as so-and-so, or you just want to have 100,000 subscribers, or um, you know, it's going to make you happy, to, you're going to be happier to have all of these people in your audience, um, those aren't really good whys. And the reason I say that is because they are putting somebody else in charge of your happiness. You are in charge of your happiness. And the best way to get happy is to do it first. Um, and that's a hard lesson to learn. It's hard to get happy first and then, you know, uh, not assume that money is going to make you happy. Having more people on your list is going to make you happy. You got to figure out like the happiness factor before you go do any of those things. And if you're basing your success and your dreams and your goals on someone else's success and dreams and goals, that goes back to number one, you're not them and they're not you. And so basing your success on that is only going to lead you to being unhappy you setting your own goals and your own success and your own um, measurement for success and happiness is what is going to fulfill you. And so a lot of times it's easy for us to do, I was, Marie Forley was one of my favorite words, which is compare schlager. And um, she told a story one time about how back in college she used to do shots of Goldschlager. I don't know if you guys remember Goldschlager, but it had like little flecks of gold in it. I don't even know if they still make it. It was horrible, by the way, horrible alcohol that would burn your throat. But and so her example of using that, like doing shots of Goldschlager <clears throat> is what a lot of us do as compare Schlager. Like we compare ourselves to the people that have been doing this, this for 30 years, the, compare it to people who have huge audiences. And um, one of my favorite sayings is to don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end because they have already gone through a lot of the things that you are just now going through and it doesn't affect how successful you're going to be. And so checking in with your why and knowing that why inside and out is going to really help you attract your audience because your audience is likely just one or two steps behind where you are. And that's perfectly okay. Because if you showed up as say, um, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I think I said that right. Um, and your audience is only ready for, you know, level one, and he's on level 10, they're not going to resonate, they're gonna be like, oh, I'll never get there. I'll never be able to do that. And so your audience meets you where you are, because they're ready for you at the level you're at. And so being connected to your why and knowing why you're there. Um, and ultimately that why should come down to helping other people. Because when you tune into how you can serve other people and how you can help other people and how you can bridge the gap between where they are and where you are and then continue your own growth, um, the money will follow. It always does, it has to. And so, when you are out of sync and you're not connected to, you know, being in the present moment and you, you have these goals that are, you know, causing you to compare where you are to where you want to be or where you think you want to be, you lose touch with the people that really need you right now. Um, so if you, 
focus on your audience and you focus on their problems and you focus on how you're going to solve those problems instead of focusing on how do I grow my audience? How do I um, make money off of them? How do I, you know, all of the things that are external, um, you will focusing on more of the internal stuff will automatically grow your audience. Now, one other thing I want to put in here, actually two other things, but one other thing is focus on what you want. Because when we go back to unsubscribers, um, just for example, and everybody has unsubscribers on their email. If you shift your mindset to, oh, that's all right, we're making room for, for somebody new. Or I have, I am so lucky, I have 500 subscribers. I have 10 subscribers. I have 50 subscribers. You, when you focus on what you have instead of what you want, you get more of what you have. Um, it's universal law. What you focus on is what you attract. And so if you're focusing on all the people that unsubscribed, you're going to get more unsubscribers. If you don't believe me, test it. it I promise you it works this way. Um, so mind your, mind your mind, uh, pay attention to your, where you're focusing. And when you focus that energy, um, make sure that you're focusing on what it is you want. So, and last but not least, this is the other piece I wanted to throw in here is if you choose to not make your goals and your um, intention about your audience, you will repel your audience because, and, and they won't, and your audience won't grow because your audience is smart. Your audience is aware, whether they realize it or not, they're aware um, and they, will if they don't tune in mentally or you know in in conscious awareness their subconscious will tune in and you will turn them off and so um because they're more aware they're smart shoppers they're wise to marketing ploys and they require you to be smarter which means to be smarter you have to be more focused on them what they need and providing a solution to them, whether that's paid or free or both. So that's what I have for you is the five <clears throat> five tips. I told you it was gonna be a little bit different <laughs> than you probably thought to attracting your audience. But I'm telling you, if you get the mindset piece of attracting your audience down, the rest will follow. It doesn't matter what tactic or tip or trick I teach you. If you don't have your mindset in alignment with growing your audience and with your audience, um, it won't grow regardless. So that's what I've got for you. I can get into more uh, of the actual tips to, you know, if you want to get more into the tools and, and in attracting your audience, I can do that as well. <clears throat> but I'm telling you right now, I work with people every day that if we don't do show up doing these five things, you know, being you, getting clear about what you offer and how you serve, um, asking your audience what they want, doing your homework if you're going to go show up on somebody else's show to attract your audience. And then last but not least, um, checking in with your why. If you don't do those five things, nothing else you do is going to yield you the results that you're capable of. So that's what I have for you this week. I am so grateful you checked in. I hope you all are happy, healthy, and um, just blasting through the last few weeks of summer and getting ready for for fall and i uh appreciate you being here and can't wait to check in with you next week take care if you're struggling with what to say who to say it to and where to say it 
you may need my new Ideal Client Worksheet. The Ideal Client Worksheet helps you discover the important questions that you need to ask when it comes to finding your clients. It will help you understand them, understand their problems, so that you connect with them, attract them, turn them into leads, and convert them into customers. So go grab your copy today at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client.